Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, the show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. If you stumbled on this podcast, stick around, listen, and become a regular. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. Joining me in studio today is my Sunday drinking buddy and fellow artist, my good friend, Paul Ramey. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, how does one stumble upon a podcast? Well, you know how they're, you know, you've, you're using one finger and you're kind of going through the, the thing on your smartphone and you, oh, what's this? I've not seen this before. That's stumbling upon All right. It. Okay. I, you know. uh, I'll accept that. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question, though. It's not like they're going I don't want to, the dials, but I know I don't want them to do. fall down when they're looking at. I it. have when we share things on Facebook. I have I have tried to not click on them and then clicked on them. So maybe that is a stumble. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna turn some of these lights off. We did a we did a live. We got lights on. Yeah, I did a live thing. Uh, oh, it's dark now. Yeah, just, let's do that. I, this one. Was, want this to one was blinding off. me. I know. This one was blinding me a little bit. But. Blinded by the light. It is blinding. I can't can't do any more than that. No, I'm not a singer. I'm a drummer. Don Henley's a drummer. He made all right. He's more of a singer. <laughs> Phil Collins. Phil Collins. All right. Drummer. All right. I get it. I get it. All right. So we have a fun show today. Do we? Yeah, we do. Let's do it. Excited. This is, this is, uh, we're recording about a week and a half early. I uh, just did a live event on, on Instagram. Uh, it was kind of fun. Had some people pop in and tell me what they're drinking. I'm doing a new, New thing before you get here. It gets me started. It gets me drinking early. I already pregame anyway by myself, so why not enjoy some friends or have some friends come over and enjoy it with me? Hell yeah. So I love it. Um, I end up having a, yeah, that's the right bottle. Has it got pumpkin in it? It does. It's a Weyerbacher Imperial Pumpkin Ale. It's an 8% uh, ale brewed with spices, uh, cinnamon, uh, nutmeg, cardamom, and cloves. How terrible was that? I like it. It sounds like it'd be good. You got it, any more? I do. You want one? Nah, I don't want to waste it. Well, the the theory was, and I really struggled with this too, because I know everybody's waiting for us to get to the point of what we're talking about. But it was fun because they say beer before liquor makes you sicker, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh well, I wonder what beer before wine will do. I mean, I'm sure I'll be, you know, beer before wine will make you fine, right? Yeah, that's good. And then wine is fine, but whiskey's quicker. Suicide <laughs> is slow with liquor. There you go. I knew you'd pick up on that. So I enjoy it. I'm, I'm going to have it with the wine. So the wine we're drinking today, we'll get this out of the way too, is the Mothman Legend. It's a 12% red table wine. What and makes a table? What's a table wine? It's just something you can drink while you're eating and just enjoying yourself. We're going to have it while we're talking, obviously, but it's from the Mary family winery. Where is that? Uh, down by Gallipolis. Oh, really? So yeah. the Mothman. I got yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we talked have... about the Mothman yeah. once before. We oh. almost drove there yesterday because it was Me only about... No, my wife and I. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, need, I guess I do need to clear that up. Uh, <laughs> my wife and I, it's our anniversary weekend this weekend. So we are just having a good old time. We used to go lots of places and I know nobody really cares about me expressing what we do. But um, this time I, she... I'd care. She chose a place 240 miles away she texted me while I was at work last night or Friday night, and she said, "Can we go do this? It'll be fun. It's only two hundred forty miles away." <laughs> I was like, "Only? Wow. Yeah, we'll go four and a half hours one way to look at a waterfall. That's fine, you know." <laughs> but that's that's life, man. That's yeah, cool. it was a good time. That's it was on it was on Route fifty, so it kind of really played ties into your thing. Yeah. So we uh, interestingly enough on that too, we'll get into that in a minute. But I want to crack this 
this wine and see like what you think. I'd like to try this. Is it is it a red wine or a white wine or it is, is it a red wine? Red red wine. Yes, 12 percent alcohol by volume. Is that safe? Is that how you're supposed to do that? That's exactly how you're supposed to do that. Is that a special wine opening knife? It is, and I'm not doing a very good job of it because I'm trying to stay away from my microphone and everything. What's else. the difference between having a cork in it or having whatever the fuck this is? Well, this is a cork. But you got you to gotta cut the foil for it. I'm going to uh, cut the top. Cause, and this is a special foil cutting knife. Yeah, because you don't, you don't want the foil to touch the wine. That's what they say. Because it adds metal taste to it, I guess. I don't know. It, it, oh, look at that. No, real, it doesn't really uh, do much for me. Uh, pe people are funny. Yeah, there's all kinds of little things. But this, this is a waiter's... This is a waiter's cork or wine bottle opener. I'm going to take a picture of this bottle. It's got the Mothman on it. Yeah, wait a minute. I got my fingers. Oh, in the I way. understand that. I'm gonna have to move out of my out of my thing here. Talk talk for a second for me. So so uh, it's a Mothman wine. I'm excited about. <laughs> <laughs> I should have probably already had this part done. Well, you could have, but this I, is this know, is interesting. This I, is I'm struggling. Paul. So <laughs> uh, it's like uh, Steve Irwin's watching the yeah, watching so, watching a, a poor uh, a, a poor wombat <laughs> flounder in the water as a, right, as right. a cry. So. So we He's got, got the cork in it. We got a little. No, I got the worm in it. He's got I, the, I the corkscrew. The, yeah, the for worm. the layman. Oh, hear yeah, that? <laughs> Crikey! Yeah, he's twisting it so down. You, so you get it down there to about that far on the worm. That's how you're supposed to do it. Now, and when then, you pull this out, is that going to spill wine all over everything? No, it's not. It's not champagne. It's not. Under, oh, look at this! It's not under pressure. Oh, look at this! I ain't never seen nothing like this. You haven't? No, it's really? like a. I think I got it backwards. Actually. It's like an auger or something that is like. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Of course, you don't know how to work it. I do. It's just hard to do around my microphone. Only corkscrews I've ever seen, you put them in there, and it's like a T, and you pull it out. But this has got a... Yeah. This has got a fulcrum point and pulls yeah. up. That's pretty that, cool. And you got a second one. Oh, that's kick-ass. That way you don't have a mess. You don't. I ain't never seen nothing like it. Of course, yeah. I'm not an alcoholic, but... <laughs> let me take a picture of this bottle. All right. There you go. I'll pass the bottle over to you when we're, right. when we're done pouring, too. Let me, let me have your glass, actually. Um, so I'm pouring a little bit into Paul's glass, and I, I know everybody's listening. Going, Ooh, we, it's got a nice color. Look it how does. red it is. It is oh. a, just a really nice color. Um, but this is what we do here: we drink, we talk about art, we talk about stuff. You we stay that? relaxed. It's yeah. all about being relaxed. It I mean, so, speaking of art, I mean, not to get not not yeah, to bring yeah. that up in a subject. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. for what we're doing. But I, uh, I actually inspiration hit yesterday. Oh, your muse was thirsty. It was, and. Uh, <laughs> I've worked on a new tune from, you know, so I think if if I can finish this up, I think I'm there. I'm almost there for this damn acoustic record. It's been three uh, three years in the making. Oh, cool. But uh, I got the makings of a new song, and I haven't had that in quite a while. And then I got band practice later with, with my main band, yeah, and yeah. that's going to be uh, fun. So. Yeah, that is cool. We got that a Halloween is. gig, so. Oh, that's fun. We're playing a, we're playing a um, wedding reception. Um on Halloween, so it'll be the first first show we've had since um, February. So I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, it's 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 a big part of my creative yeah. muscle is is yeah. perf performing my songs and playing them. So I'm yeah. I'm dying for that. So that kind of gets us on on the topic of the day. We're going to talk about habits, ha creative habits. You know what what do you do, good and bad, that contribute or don't contribute to your creative process. So. I've got a little bit of mix here. This pumpkin with uh, 
with red wine. Is I'd like to try perfect. that sometime, not today, but Here. I would like. Just taste it. Oh, you got a little bit of that? Yeah. It's a little warmer than we are probably used to, but. It smells good. It is. It is really good, actually. Oh, God, no. Throw that out. <laughs> oh, God. As, I, he, oh. as he throws it across the studio. <laughs> Jesus. I got to buy a new Mac. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we went, we went, Lisa and I went to Blackwater, West Virginia. Never heard uh, of it. Blackwater Falls uh, State Park, West, or <laughs> I don't even know what state park. Dude, I, I'm so far behind. Did I you do any sketching of this waterfall or taking I, any pictures? I, I took a lot of pictures. We did some video. Um, and as part of the the driving thing that I want to do where Lisa and I travel and do a lot of things, I, I actually introduced her to trying to video from the car and, and learn how to use my camera. That's going to take some time. I uh, had everything in manual, and I wasn't even thinking about it. And she just, you know, um, did her thing. <laughs> it was, uh, it's okay. There's some some things I can use, but uh, she's, you know, she's not a photographer. She's not a videographer, so I, I can't expect anything uh, other right. than what she what she did. So we're gonna we're gonna do some things and and work on that. And uh, be a nice way though to have her involved and in yeah, what yeah, you got going on. Exactly, it's just fun. And and as far as the creative habit in that regard. Uh, for me, getting out, getting out of the studio and seeing places and actually experiencing life is what kind of drives me to make art. And uh, that that was a good habit. We we yeah. did a lot of driving. And, and my whole desire of traveling the entirety of Route 50 was kind of, I scratched that itch a little bit over the weekend. So, and I learned through trial and error here, while Google Maps always tells me east of Clarksburg, West Virginia, go this way instead. <laughs> it just, every time I say, no, I want to go 50, route 50. Don't reroute me. So what I did is I went the route Google said to get there. And we went route 50 all the way to Clarksburg, West Virginia. And then it took us south on about, 50, it seemed like 15 other roads. I was like, I'm not going to try to do this in the dark and hope that we have service. You know, right? Because I'm using my phone for navigation, and I'm like, "Geez, we're everywhere." And the roads were really pretty; they really were with the fall leaves and and all that. Um, but I thought on the way home, we'll take 219, uh, West Virginia 219, all the way up to Route 50 and start that way. And man, now I know why. Man, that road's awesome. I don't know how it compares to the Dragon's Tail down in uh, was it Tennessee. I think it goes through parts of Tennessee and West Virginia. Yeah, it's it's really windy. There were places where it was like um, we were going east and then west <laughs> and then north and then south. I mean, it was like really Google crazy. Google didn't realize that's exactly what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was so much fun. The, the Audi, the Audi did fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you'll have to uh, you'll have to uh, message me. That information, because I'd like to ride down there. That sounds like a yeah, good ride. Yeah, right after. It's 240 miles to that location from here. So it's it's not, I would have liked to have stayed, but uh, we know that our dog Loki has about a 12-hour um, threshold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, uh, we let him out last minute before we left, and we ended up going all the way down there. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. Uh, I know I'm recording, but I, I didn't set my timer, so I have no idea how long we've been talking. Uh, we're just going to wing it today, I think, on time. Um, have you ever heard of the Mothman Legacy? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. I played the Mothman Festival, not officially, but oh, a, really? a bar down there called the, 
Iron Gate, I think. While the f- festival was going on, that was pretty cool. I've never been right up to that statue that everybody goes up to, but I'm familiar about the the legend and the. It's cool. Yeah, this for those not familiar, the uh, the silver bridge that crosses used to cross the Ohio River uh, killed 46 people. I think it was December 15th mm-hmm. uh, in 1967. The the bridge. I'm going to flip over to my notes here where I can see what I'm talking about and not misquote anything. Um, the bridge went from uh, Point Pleasant in Mason County, West Virginia, uh, over to the Ohio side of of the river. And uh, there was a memorial built for it in 1969, but the, the bridge did collapse December 15th, 1967, and there were quite a bit of uh, sightings prior to that of this creature that people were calling the Mothman. It had red glowing eyes and uh, stood the size of a person, um, wings, the whole nine yards. And uh, yeah, I guess it really kind of terrified people for a while. There was a movie, came out with Richard Gere, mm-hmm. played the main part. And Deborah uh, Messing, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, Deborah Messing. Um, yeah, the, the bridge itself was built in 1928. So if you think about it, it was built for Model T, vehicles and i think even the commercial trucks probably didn't care more i don't don't think they carried more than 10 or 20 ton or twenty thousand pounds i I don't think they really don't don't. not like today like we're what is it 60 80 i can't remember Eight eighty thousand pounds was the limit on the okay on typically yeah so i mean in in the in the 60s when this collapsed you had four you know 3500 4500 pound cars and at at least thirty thousand pounds of freight were they all stopped on there and then it collapsed. Yeah, they, yeah. There, there was, was uh, rush hour traffic, so they weren't really used to that. And of course, the water was so damn cold because of, of the the time of year. I mean, people just really didn't have a chance. Yeah. So it's and, crazy. And we've all heard the the stories of the catfish in Ohio River being the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, they're supposed to so, literally be huge. Too, yeah. So. so I mean, it terrible, terrible event. There were forty six uh, people who passed away. Did anybody but, fall in and live? I'm sure, yeah. I don't. I don't know any stories of, of that. I that would have been good to look up. Uh, once again, I fail on that part of the part of the show. But uh, it was a busy week for me. We had uh, three three doctor visits, and um, of course, this normally on Saturdays when I do the the pre pre show planning, we were driving all over the place. Right. I know you got a, an agenda, but um, I was thinking though you were talking about going down there and look at this waterfall, and you're spending time with your wife. Yeah. And you were taking pictures. Does that take you out of the moment at all? You're down there, you're you're having family time, and does the fact that you're turning that part on and you're taking some pictures and do you have trouble figuring out what hat you got on? Are you in relaxed mode? Are you are you out enjoying life, spending time with your wife, or are you out there taking pictures and trying to make some semblance of art or or to store something in the back of your mind for later for making art. Do, do, yeah. do, do you find yourself struggling with that at all? A, a little bit when it comes to the technicalities of the camera. You know, I start getting a little bit frustrated because if if I'm not getting the shots that I want because of some technical reason, you know, like I, I don't have a setting right, or in my case yesterday, I uh, accidentally put a polarizer, a 58-millimeter polarizer on my lens, and I had a step-up ring to put my... 77 millimeter polarizer on the lens. So I didn't realize I had two polarizers on there. I was getting real pissed off about the way the polarizing was looking. 
And I thought I put an ND filter on. <laughs> and once we got to the location, so the, the car ride itself had some goofy, goofy tint to it. Can that it, be cool? Having two polarizers on and using that as an effect? No, it, can, it cancels out the whole point of having it. Okay. So it was like, why I keep turning it. It's not doing anything. Um, so yeah, and, and I need the ND filter when I do recordings in the sun because uh, the sun's so bright and the settings, I have to keep them at a certain level to get 24 frames per second or whatever, whatever I'm recording at. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of starts to frustrate me, but I, I, I always remember that, you know, I'm, I'm not here technically to document my world. Right. I'm here to enjoy family time and, and that sort of thing. But generally speaking, no, it, it doesn't get too terrible because I, I feel like I see the world through artist eyes anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm always in wonderment of what's going on. You know, it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's beautiful. Or, wow, look at the color on those trees or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, um, Anytime I can get out of the studio, just feels great. So it, it doesn't, nah, it doesn't really, I guess I can't say it really bothers me too much, you know. I'm sure that's a, that's something that a lot of people, and I'm sure some of our listeners deal with on a daily basis. It's like, you're trying to maximize time away from art while why you're still trying to not squander an opportunity that you may not get again to, yeah to push your art further. So. Yeah. And I know a lot of artists, they, one of their daily habits is to just get up in the morning and go take a walk because they're doing something so simple to them and experiencing life a little bit and getting out of their studio that they kind of come back with fresh eyes mm -hmm. and, and a fresh mindset. So it's a good habit if you're, if you're not doing that already. It's hard for me to do that because I can't just walk out on the road. I'd get hit. I'd get killed. Right. Well, you but, got woods, though. Yeah. Yeah. We could hike in the woods and, and all that. You need to start beating a trail. You got that big horse. Yeah. Just have him just follow him after <laughs> yeah. about three weeks of that. You'll have a trail beat down. Trust <laughs> That's me. That's true. That's true. Uh, the. We'll try this one. Yeah. Go ahead. The. Uh, I'm going to try the. It smells good. The film was produced and uh, released in 2002. It's called Mothman Prophecies. It's I don't not, know not a great movie, that. I don't think. No, it's not. It's not. It's based on a book, I guess. Uh, 1975 book from John Keel. You're not you're not sure about that one, are you? Holy fuck! Wow, man, <laughs> boozy. That's tart. Little, it's yeah. very tart. Yeah, it is. It's a little boozy, a little smooth. I don't like wine as a rule, man. I, but like, I kind of want to like this. Let mm -hmm. me hit this again. It would go good with a steak, I think. I could uh, I could drink this if I had to. I might yeah. have to get me a bottle of this. I got it. Uh, where'd, you, where'd you pick that up at? Rhodes Garden Center in Circleville, believe it or not. Another one of our road trips. We've been, that's the thing. And I know I keep bringing too much personal shit into this show, but um, my wife's birthday is in October. Our anniversary is in October. We're, we're celebrating 27 years this year. Um, so it, that's, I'm surprised she put up with me that long. But it's really cool that we, we try to hit the road every weekend together and, and at least take a ride. So one week we went south, one week we went north, and then, of course, this epic adventure. Saturday we went all the way to West Virginia. So. I like that. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good it's, wine. It's hit you hard, though. Like, it's very tart. Like, it, made, yeah. it was like yeah. getting, it was like squirting a raw lemon into my mouth that made my tongue do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I mean, it's got the, it's got a really good red wine flavor. Uh, you can kind of taste the sulfate 
a little bit. Is that what it is? There's, a, yeah. there's like a beef, I'm thinking like a smoky yeah. thing to it. Yeah, and they're they're gathering some of that from the, the barrels. I, I don't know their process on this, so I don't really want to say. I'm, like I'm glad I took a picture of it. I, I'd buy that. I'm not a big wine guy. Yeah. But. And I mean, you can go down there and get it. I think they'll ship anywhere huh. uh, where you can get wine. I know they do here in Ohio anyway. So it's pretty cool. Uh, the artist. I want to talk about the artist for a second. Uh, let's talk about that. Uh, that there is a statue for those who don't know down in Point Pleasant. There's, uh, you know, you got the memorial. You got, uh, I think there's a museum even, but there's there a statue is. that's sitting right out in Point Pleasant. Um, is it metal? Yeah, it's made out. It kind of going along with the whole bridge thing. But Robert Roach is the artist who did that. What year? Uh. 2000-something. I don't remember. How cool is that? Yeah, and he, he passed away. I don't... He's no longer alive, so I don't know when that happened. I should know that, too. Too many things. Too many too many dates. I'd have to look it up, and I, I don't so know So many people have went and taken their picture with that. Anybody that goes down there goes in front of it and takes a picture yeah. in front of it. Now, how cool is that to have a, a piece that you made to be that... Uh, um. We'll say regionally iconic. Yeah. yeah. I think that's killer. It is killer. The The history of the Moth Band started uh, on November 15th, 1966. Uh, a couple, there was a two couples who went, uh, they were both from Point Pleasant. Uh, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette. I hope I got their last name right. Uh, they basically said there was a large gray creature with glowing red eyes. Uh, they were near a TNT area. It was the site of a former World War II munitions plant. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot going on there. Uh, some people believe it's the Sand Hill Crane, which is not regionally local to there. I guess I'm trying to find the right words. Crane being a bird. Yeah, the, yeah. It's not really... I mean, it's got some red around the eyes and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's some people... You see some shit that. in the dark, man. It's... Yeah. And you're in the mine. The mine is a... You see all kinds of stuff that you fill in. The mind fills in the blanks. Yeah. It does does it with sound. It does it with visuals. It does it with emotions. Mm -hmm. It fills in the blanks. So, I mean, I can see that. I can see that happening. Yeah. I think it's fun for this time of year because it's just, you know, they have a, they do have a festival. You yep. say you played there. Mm -hmm. Was it September? They did a festival? I can't remember. Um. So yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, I didn't want to really spend a whole lot of time on this. This is, like I say, it's the the idea is this is the Halloween themed podcast that we do each year, and because um, this will be coming out the Thursday before Halloween. So I'm kind of interested. I love Halloween. It's kind of my favorite. Mine too. Uh, it's when everybody gets to exercise. They're in inner artists, and it's a fucking beautiful thing, man. Oh yeah, it is. People don't even realize it. I mean, I know I've been, I, I, it's not as, um, I mean, I still get excited about it and I love it and, but I don't get as, um, it's, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It got to be a little bit more routine for me being in, being that I played in theatrical bands and I was used to putting on makeup and, mm -hmm. and I'm used to doing that. So it's not such the big, you know, this is the time of year I get to do this or that, but it's mm -hmm. still, I still feel that. And it's, it's wonderful to see how other people do it and how creative they get with their makeup. And it's like, or their outfit or, um, they just become different people. And 
it's like trying to explain to somebody when you're on stage or it, whether it's a theatrical band or not, even if it's, it's totally non-theatrical, you're still a small part of you is a different side of yourself than your everyday life. And that's, that's really a good way to try to describe that to somebody that, that doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. When you do that on Halloween and you're, you're letting yourself go, you're either being the exact opposite of how you are every day or you're letting your, the purest version of yourself out. Right. Um, what's more artistic than that? And, yeah. and that's what, what people do. Well, that's the feeling I get every time I, I get on stage or I'm, I'm doing some kind of performance art. And that's why I love it because you, you go, it's fun to go out, out in public and see just how everybody's interacting and trying to figure out who everybody is, you know, because they're wearing masks. Of course, I've been doing that for the last four, four and a half, five months anyway. But, uh, <laughs> that's cool. Um, it's just, it's cool, man. I love it. Yeah. I, I think in, in general, people in their daily lives when they go out in public, and I'm not talking about COVID, like, you know, <laughs> Uh, but we all put masks on. We're not what? really our true self. We're we're putting up a front, you know. We're going to make sure we don't say the wrong thing. We're making sure we don't look stupid. Everybody's afraid to, you know, really let them. Uh, I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people are just really afraid of letting the true self out. And I think in Halloween we get to put on a different mask. We get to finally be our true selves and do our thing. You get to play a character, even if that character is just yeah a different version or a truer version of yourself. Yeah, I didn't know. There's actually quite a few paintings out there that kind of have a, I don't want to say a Halloween theme to it, but they're, uh, you know, they might they might scare people a little bit. And there's one from Vincent Van Gogh that I didn't know he even painted. Really? You got yeah, it pulled up? I do. I want to see it. Yeah, pop over here. It's called The Head of uh, a Skeleton with a Burning Cigarette, painted in 1886. Oh, wow. Uh, it's not very common of his work. It's actually pretty good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, who owns I, it? I, want I, I don't know. I'd say it'd be a lot of money. You think i get that for like 35 bucks? <laughs> I'm tight. <laughs> Maybe. Add a few more zeros. Um, I like it. Uh, the Nightmare from 1781 by oh. Henry Fusel. Uh, it's kind of kind of creepy. It's got a little, looks like a troll on top of a, a sleeping woman. Um, yeah, this one's gross. Uh, Peter Paul Rubens. Paul Rubens, that's... That's uh, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> no, Peter Paul Rubens, the oh. painter. Oh, no. uh, they believe it was painted between 1636 and 1638. It's uh, Saturn, Jupiter's father, devours one of his sons. He's oh. holding this uh, infant. And he's just chewing on him. It's kind of gross. Um, Bosch, uh, 1480 to 1505, the Garden of Earthly Delights. Uh, the bright guy? <laughs> he's a painter too. Yeah, he's a painter. Uh, <laughs> no, not the same. And this one kind of looks like uh, this one to me looks. It's by Salvador Dali. It's called The Face of War, nineteen forty. It puts me in mind of a Slipknot type mask. Really? Yeah, it's kind of. I cool. have to look at this one. Uh, there's masks within masks, and they're in the eyeballs and the mouth, and it's uh, it is creepy. Um, you know, there's more. I mean, I know people know about the uh, you know Goya. Goyo is pretty common for, for that kind of stuff, and uh, yeah, and their their fruit drinks and food, <laughs> right? Caravaggio, Caravaggio, uh, David with the head of Goliath. That's pretty cool. He's just kind of holding on to it, uh, but you know, there's there's paintings like that. There's uh, this one's a good one uh, by 
I can't even pronounce the name. Gentilishi, Judith, and Holofernes. <laughs> I don't even know. Wait, I'm, am I getting drunk yet? That might, <laughs> the pregame man hit me a little yeah, too you're hard. Probably, probably you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're getting there. So, this I, kind of stuff just makes me think of, yeah. uh, well, I mentioned him about three episodes ago for, uh, for Zeta. Yeah. You know, I love his stuff yeah. and some of the more the macabre kind of bent on that. I love that kind of art. I mean, Doesn't that's he really. make like frozen Italian meals that you can throw in yeah, the microwave? Yeah, Michelina Franzetta. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, see, look, you got on board with me pretty quick. I know. I know. <laughs> but why do you think that is? Why do you think that, uh, I mean, I, I guess if I'm, we still consider that deviant art. It's like the pictures and stuff that my friend Jess takes, and yeah. you know, we've talked about yeah. her and that that kind of stuff. It's like you add there's a, a macabre element. There's always that that specter of death yeah. that is around that. I mean, if you're being honest about it, that's what it all is. It's all about it's all about death and yeah. and the fact that it's and coming fear. coming for all of us. Yeah. And and is it a way? in our artwork it, it, showing that is that a way to try to come to terms with the fact that all life will end all of our lives will end at some point or is it a way to um, is it a way to try not to think about it by being blatant is it a way to help accept it what what, what are we why as artists um, and not and that's not for everybody so everybody don't like this kind of stuff but a lot right. of us do and I'm one of them. Well, why do we like that? Why are we drawn to the darkness of that? Is it, is it to magnify our own light? Is it to, um, is it to try to, like I said, come to terms with these things that are that know. you can't come to terms with? I, I know in a lot of cultures, the acceptance of death is really kind of the, the, the place where they find happiness because we all know we're going to die. Well, you do. See, I haven't accepted it. I'm hoping that they'll find a way in the next... I, I think I might... I'm hoping to make at least 20 more years. It's a yeah. little bit iffy, but I'm hoping they'll find a way to to download my consciousness into yeah. an Android or something. Well, I, I believe in fate. So for me, it's, you know, my my days... I don't want to say predetermined, but there's there's going to be a day. I'm just... It's... I'm going to die. It's There's no way around it. So... For me, that's a little bit in the back into the creative habits thing, kind of pushes me to say, get off your ass and and make something because right. you're not going to be around forever, and your eyes are going to fail, your you know arthritis is going to kick in, you know your health is not going to be always good. But um, what's beautiful about looking at scary things that that remind us that that is what our you know our bodies will break down. What what is it about death and about scary things that we find appealing? What's beautiful about that? What's well, beautiful about for me, watching a lot, a lot of things? it, a lot of it is just you know the beauty of life. I mean, we're here, we're lucky, you know. Think about. I don't want to get all Neil deGrasse Tyson on you, but think about all the things that have to come together to make you a living being. Oh yeah, you know, and it's it's unfathomable for a lot of things. So. Uh, I was and all the things that keep you alive. I mean, we are resilient. It's funny you can drop a baby off of table and it and it live and it's like don't even hurt. No, <laughs> don't do that at home. No, please. don't, well, don't mom, anybody test this. My mom dropped me when she when I was three days there old. There you go. That explains it all. <laughs> no, but but they're hardy and they're resilient. But then 
<laughs> Sometimes you put them you put them in a crib and they fall asleep and never wake up. I mean, yeah. it's just so yeah. crazy. You can slip it. In. Is. I got in a, a bike wreck and crashed into a SUV. Yeah. Okay. I T-boned it and hit my head on the road. Okay. Yeah. And right now in America somewhere, somebody slipped in the shower and hit their head and they're yeah. fucking dead, dude. Exactly. It makes no sense. It's like we're so fragile, but yet so resilient. resilient. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is, a dichotomy that is hard it, to get your mind yes, around. Yeah, and and you can't dwell on it. I mean, I again, this is the Halloween episode, so I mean, I want people to have that little bit of an uneasy, fearful feeling when they're listening to the show today. Um, and if you're an artist, I want I want you to think about how these affect your habits. I got to keep bringing this back to habits because there are good and bad habits. Well, yeah. If you you're going to have habits, it's yeah. just a question of which kind it's going to be. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you procrastinate, you make procrastination a habit. You're never going to produce, you know. So if if your habit is to check emails every morning, and it slows you down, stop checking your fucking emails and do something else. Yeah, you know, it's really that simple. I know it's hard to do. Right. I mean, all of us like to hop on social media and let the endorphins really hit us and say, "Hey, somebody mentioned me on Twitter. Oh, that's awesome. Here's Instagram." You know, and the next thing you know, you're two hours deep into losing studio time or whatever it is you're doing. Those well, that, are bad that's habits. A, that's a good example, especially. Every everybody's phone has tracking um, shit built into it. Tells you how long you've been on this app or how long you've been on that. I don't mm -hmm. think we look at it at that enough because at the end of the week and it shows that you spent s seven hours this week on Facebook. Yeah. Well, not that there's nothing wrong with it, but seven hours is a lot a lot of time. Think. Well, could I have gotten just as much? out of it if I spent four hours on it what could I have done with those extra hours yeah. seven hours is almost a full working day of of shit that you could have got oh, done yeah. when you start yeah. looking at it like that it's it hits home a lot harder it does and I am so far off my notes we are not following the show as we normally fuck do fuck the show <laughs> we do what we want this is Halloween um, alright ne next question what <laughs> Well, I mean, do your own habits affect your productivity? Well, yeah. How? I mean, I'm going to ask you a tough question. How? What are you doing that? Start with the bad. What? What? What are you doing right now that you feel like you could do better because your habits are kind of getting in the way? I don't. And I'm talking about creative habits, not yeah. like habits that you do outside of you know, because like heroin or something like that. No, I'm not doing well, that. But. Well, I drink a lot, so for me, I have to kind of, you know, if I choose a day of drinking, I'm going to probably lose studio time. Right. Yeah. Like today. I mean, I, I'm not going to have. I'll edit after this, and I'll do some creative work after this, but I won't paint. I won't draw. So. I I let I let the vibe dictate me a little bit too much. I think that's a bad habit. I think that that while I am very vibe oriented, like vibe, like if you're angry at something, any just the whole creative vibe, and yeah, whether a lot of it comes from anger or hurt or depression. Um, there's a balance there. It's got to be the right. I got I just don't, maybe I just don't feel like trying to write or maybe I don't. And I, I need to push myself a little harder sometimes to at least give myself the opportunity to let something fall out. Um, it's easier to turn the TV on. Right. Sit there yeah. and play some video games yeah. and just, yeah. and just decompress. And um, that's a bad habit. That's what about lying to yourself thinking, Hey, if I go do this, I might find inspiration. You ever do that and then get totally frustrated that you didn't get inspiration? No, no, see, I, I don't. Do, I, I do don't, that a lot. I don't look for inspiration that much. I let it happen, and that's where I fail. I look for it. I fight it. I, I literally, 
allow it to overcome me where I feel like, oh, I can't find anything I want to paint. <laughs> See, I don't think, I mean, for me, and everybody's different, but I don't think you can do that. I mean, really, I don't think, I think you can set the stage for, for inspiration, and mm -hmm. I probably don't do that enough. Yeah. Um, just sometimes, you know, getting a new instrument or getting in the studio and having everything all set up just in case something happens, listen to a drum beat and see if it sparks something. Yeah. See if it gets the snowball rolling down the hill just a little bit. Right. That's my job. That's my job just to just to push along. I'm making a little the little got my hands together and I'm making a little push move right here. But <laughs> no, you just you just nudge along. But but to go for me to physically just go out and think, all right. I'm picking this time now. I'm going to be inspired. I got to find something to inspire me. I can't do that. I don't see yeah. how you can do that. I think you can just make sure you're open to if there is some inspiration that it can it can yeah. slip in there. Um, I guess I, I guess the best way for me to describe it, I force it because I know that I if I wait on inspiration, I won't create enough. I won't make enough art. So I I, I have a schedule. I come in the studio, and this, this is I guess you could say it's a good habit. I want to share this. Uh, I come in the studio and the first thing I do is make sure that I have everything ready to go. Um, because the night before I put things away, you know, I have a small studio, so it's, you know, I, I can't leave the podcasting stuff set up. I can't leave the mm -hmm. painting stuff set up. I have to put things away. So it's just part of my ritual. ritual of, you know, this is what I'm doing today in the studio. So, um, you know, if I, if I sit down and look at emails first or if I get on social media, I'm done. There, I don't have enough time right? because I, I split. My day is actually split. I put three to four hours in the studio during the day, and then I put three, sometimes three after um, after midnight. So I, I do get, often I get a full day in, but I'm trying to not do too much on the weekends. That way I can do family time on the weekends and enjoy life a little bit. I'm finding that the more I enjoy life, the more creative I am when I'm in the studio. Exactly. Well, you're, you're, you are filling up that, that, that's the fuel. We, we talked, we've talked about this before. And I think at the essence, that's what this show is about. Mm -hmm. It's about what fuel you are going to use to, to burn later mm -hmm. to influence your art. And that's just, if I'm not out experience on life, I don't have nothing to write about. Yeah. I don't have anything to sing about. I don't have, riffs is different. Music, the actual physical music, I don't need, I need a feeling. Mm -hmm. I don't need, I don't but, need experiences necessarily yeah. Yeah. for that, but for, for writing lyrics, for singing, um, any of this kind of stuff, I have to have, I got to have life experience. I have to have something, something outside that I'm going to take in and it's gonna, and then I'm gonna reflect that, and yeah. how that it might be reflected through a funhouse mirror. It might be reflected through blue lights. Mm -hmm. It might be reflected through darkness. But it's gonna be all these different experiences that are related that that come back out. Yeah. And if you're not experiencing life, then you're not getting any fuel. You're not getting any sunlight. You're you're a plant with with no light. I yeah. mean, what about good habits? What can we like to our listeners? What can we say that we have found? as creatives, you with your music, me with my art, sometimes music, uh, writing, if you do any writing at all, and uh, those sorts of things. What 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 good habits have you found that really aid in your ability to create? That's easy. It's, uh, I got a bass in my bedroom. It's not in a case. It's on a stand. I can grab it. I grabbed it last night, ripped around a little bit. So accessibility. Accessibility, ease yeah. of, if I got to go wonder where I'm getting this, getting that, I got an acoustic guitar 
um, right by my couch. It's on a stand. I don't have to get it out. Um, Is it I, a daily habit, though? Do you pick it up and touch it? It's semi-daily, yeah. I yeah. sit there. And I th- if I'm going to sit there on the couch and I'm not eating and I'm just kind of chilling out, if I'm not if, if I'm going to have a TV on for background noise or something, I'll grab it and I'll just kind of riff around while I'm thinking about something else and maybe a, a commercial or, or oftentimes a song on the show I'm watching to come in. It's like, oh, that's, what's that note? What's this? Oh, look, listen to that. Oh, that's cool. Hey, I've learned a new chord. What, what are we going to do with this? Bam. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened yesterday. I was sitting there and I had my acoustic and I was watching TV and all of a sudden, I had to put. I, I hit two notes together. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Had to put it on show on pause. Mm-hmm. Another good habit: having uh, audio recording on my phone. It's right there. I yeah. just started playing through because yep. I come up with a pretty good chorus. I'm pretty happy with on this, and I can't remember it right now. It saved my life because right the way it went. But I got yeah. it on tape. I can listen to that when I go home. Bam! I'm yeah. I've got the framework for a new song, man. And I just it energized me because I haven't. I hadn't really created a right. I hadn't created something from nothing in yeah, probably about six months. You're you know? creating in bytes. Yeah, you're creating in bytes, and you're recording it. We have so much technology at our fingertips these days on us all the time, where we're just we have accessibility to things that really can help us. Right, and if we use those, we can come back on it and make it a great habit. Just every day, just do this, turn this on, do that. You know. Letting it work for you, yeah. you know, and that's, like I said, that's that's me. That's my best habit, I think, is just making sure I got things available and and I don't have to. If I had to go downstairs in the studio and bring something up, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm out of the once by, by the time I've made that trip, yeah. I'm out of the mood. And it's, I think this is why so many people these days have a studio at their home, you know, whether it be a music studio or an art studio or uh, a place to do video, uh, a place to write. You know, any of the things that you do creatively, I think I think a lot of people are moving at back to their house. They're not having a place that they rent someplace else. Now, obviously, in New York City or something like that, you may have to have another place because of space. Mm-hmm. I get that. But personally, for years, I jonesed about getting a big lofty space downtown and just every day getting up and going there. I probably wouldn't use it. Not, not nearly as much as this little bedroom that I use, this 12 by 12 space where mm-hmm. I just come in here and this is my sanctuary well that studio is good for projects from when you already know what you're going to do and yeah and what you're going to happen but that's it's just a different thing it's just like going to the studio to to record i want to go to a real studio and have have uh somebody help with this and that but that's a different animal it's we're talking about just creating just purely being creative and you're not gonna if your muse hits you and you're not going to want to get in a car and drive 30 minutes mm-hmm. and go into a, an unfamiliar place, mm-hmm. you've wasted that time. You could have been creating. That's why you right. need to have things near you where you can get that out or jot down an idea. Yeah, yeah. Having a pen and paper somewhere around, that's another thing for me, having a pen in the car in case I, I don't I can't do the voice dictation or yeah. something if I'm saying lyrics. I have something I can write down. I send myself emails constantly. I text them to my to my uh, to my email. That's the, one of the biggest creative right. things I do. If I get a lyrical idea or I see something that I think might inspire me later um, or I see a quote, I I text that to myself and I send it to my email. And I got all these different, you know, it's the rant. If something happens, I die. Somebody goes through it. It's just the rantings of a crazy person <laughs> sending all these one or two line emails. But it's all stuff I can go back and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That 
I saw a black cat on a rock with a, uh, you know, it had a dead bird and it, and it made me think of this and something. Mm-hmm. And that will remind me, or I'll think of a, you know, a, uh, something that rhymes with something else and it was kind of poignant. And I was like, oh, those two words, I need to work that, that, that could work into a song somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll sit on that stuff for years. Yeah. And then I'll go back and, and sometime I'll be looking for a lyric. I'll be like, oh man, and that just gets me, that gets me the other 15%. Yeah, yeah. I think another good, for me, another good habit is I find that when you kind of have to start with what what are what is your natural rhythm? And you kind of, you say, okay, these these hours are really good for creating art. These hours are good for me planning. These hours are good for me uh, for family time and, and dinner and, and those sorts of things. And uh, if you have a job, you obviously have to black out that area of your life to, to dedicate to your career that you're doing or the job that you're doing, whatever it is you, you do to make ends meet if uh, the art doesn't cover everything. Uh, and that's a totally different story. And I'm not here to pick on anybody who does that because uh, I know insurance in the United States is kind of a fucked up system and healthcare and all that. But right. uh, that's a totally different show. But I, I, I really, I think, you know, you you should analyze your week for a couple of weeks. You know, just kind of look at it and say, oh, look, every Wednesday I really, I tend to do this often. Right? Keep a journal, right? Keep a journal of what you do. And go through that journal and say, I'm most active painting at this hour or whatever. And make a schedule that coincides with your natural rhythms. Mm -hmm. Don't make a schedule based on, I've got to be in the studio from this time to this time. Because that's so rigid. You're not going to, I think you're going to fight yourself all the time, right? Go take a walk. You know, start your day with a cup of coffee. Uh, Think while you're in the shower about what you want to do. You know, the idea is you, you put things together that work for your schedule and you make habits that allow you to be creative. Mm-hmm. And then when you're completely at that um, moment of zen, uh, I, all artists feel it. Uh, you're, you're in the zone. Mm-hmm. You're really right there and you're creating something fun. That's That's where you generate your best work. And your your goal as an artist should be to make your schedule fit that particular moment. Hundred percent. You know, um, you know, if a walk works for you, do a walk. If exercise works for you, do an exercise. You know, do do something. I, uh, for me personally, I know that uh, a few years ago I did a thing called the uh, Seven Minute Challenge, where I would, uh, I had an ink pen and a sketchbook. I remember that, and I just set a timer for seven minutes. Every single day. It became a habit every day around the same time of day. I would just hit the little timer and draw what I saw. Nothing nothing spectacular. One day was a leaf. Some day I, uh, one day I did like a tree outside. I sat on a bench. Um, it just it doesn't matter. Nobody cares because you're not going to share this information like a finished piece. You know, you're going to say, mm-hmm. hey, I, I did a picture of a, a widget and you can buy it. No, it's it's a sketch in a book and you did your thing. For me, that 7 minutes created so much more of the juices I needed to make my muse wake up and say let's go make something. Let's do something fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that was the best for me, that was the best. So 
one of the things I'm going to try to start doing uh, soon, we did a, a live Instagram feed today for the pregame of, of this this particular recording day. But I think I want to start doing on my one of my other channels, my Worth Studios uh, account. I want to basically do it maybe every Tuesday or something. I'll just I'll live stream as a sketch. Mm-hmm. I'll just put the camera on the sketch itself and I'll just talk and and sketch. I don't care if it's good or bad. It doesn't matter if I if I fuck up. That might actually be pretty good for somebody watching, thinking, "Well, you know, not all of his work looks good," or whatever. I'm not trying to sound that sounded terrible the way I said that. No, but I know what you mean. Um, and that's that's kind of the goal. So just just put it out there. Put yourself out there. Be less restrictive. Who cares what somebody else thinks? You are the best artist you can be because you are the only one that can be you. That's basically. true. I mean, just just do it. Your own personal expression is what people are after. It's hard to remember that, though, too, because it is so personal oftentimes, and there is ego involved, and there are feelings involved, and and it's as I've gotten older, I don't take it personally if somebody's not into something that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, it's, I don't know, just because they don't like your art, it, it's it's not supposed to feel like it's a, it's a, it doesn't mean they don't like you, but it does in a way because that is so it's so personal it's kind of it's you got to work to mm-hmm. separate that mm-hmm. so it's just it's it's i think it's a it's a battle yeah. um because when you are putting yourself out there and you do something that isn't that it it we're all just trying to connect with people and when you do something and it doesn't connect it does c- kind of take the wind out of yourselves mm-hmm. a little bit but mm-hmm. you just have to remember that there may be something else that that you do to connect. I've been on a lot of musical projects and not everybody has liked all of them and that's fine. But right. there's something out there. There's something out there for most people and, right. and that's cool. And that's kind of what you got to remember and and you can't take it to heart because just because somebody, it doesn't connect with this person, that doesn't mean it won't with the next. Right. And not everybody's going to like your work, but you know those aren't the people you're focusing on. Right. People who do like your work, do that for them. Just keep keep doing what you do. 100%. And get, you know, you build your tribe. So, we have reached a segment of the show where I ask rapid fire questions. Oh, we We're gonna call last call. I uh, so if you if you have a drink, tilt that fucker back and drink the rest. I of that. got a little bit of this wine. You do go ahead, ahead, hit that, hit that. We uh, this is uh, that, that opportunity for you to finish whatever it is you're drinking. I'm gonna ask Paul some some quick rapid fire questions because I want to hear what he has to say. I'm and, a bye bye. And you're welcome to ask me any question you want. If you want to interrupt and say, go ahead and do this, ask this question, but. I got to ask you, yep. Paul, yep. what is the most embarrassing Halloween event situation you have ever been part of? Hmm. Well, I would say offhand, just without thinking, last year uh, when we were playing in Jackson and I walked into a glass window thinking it was a... <laughs> Thinking it was an open door, yeah, and I went right into it. Nice, and people saw you. Is that, oh yeah, that I mean, I was like, I was like dazed, like a bird. I was dazed. Were you Were you drinking? No, I, you know, you I, so I typically you're completely sober. Yes, I typically don't don't drink when 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 I'm out in public. So yeah. <laughs> no, I was frustrated because of uh, the door was locked and I couldn't get my equipment <laughs> and I couldn't find find uh, Ryan. He had the keys to get in and, and he, they brought all their stuff in and left all my stuff out. So I'm already kind of hurried and I walked out and they had the, like this little patio area and they had all these, it had like these aluminum like 
like big windows and it just looked like it was just an open mm. patio right there by the door and I just like went right into it. I hurt my wrist I mean I'm getting ready to go on stage and I mean I went I oh, hit my no. face into it I yeah. mean I was That's and I was all dressed up in, in Halloween outfit so uh, well I miss Ryan I tried to get him out here the other day oh yeah yeah he was, he was going to bed early what the hell yeah that's what he does he does he goes to bed early so Ryan if you're listening appreciate you brother all right if Stephen King wrote a book about you and your life, what would it be called? What would it be about? Obviously your life, but what what do you think he'd throw in there? Wow. Stephen King. What would it be called, the name of this book? Yeah. Steve, by the way, Stephen King is the ultimate Halloween writer. It would be called um, Tales of... It, that's what it would be. It would be called Tales of Quicksand and Wonder. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect that. There's no such thing as quicksand. Yeah, there is. Well, you know, when you were a kid, you're like, Not oh like God. what you think of, but there is <laughs> There is a, There is a, in Africa, I believe. Slow sand? Yeah. Quicksand. Animals do get caught in it and, really? and can't get out. I yeah. did not know that. That's a, it, Africa, I, I think, or South America. I'm not sure. <laughs> Why? Why would you choose that? <laughs> I'm trying, now you just got me my jungle somewhere in in the, in the jungles or the desert. I know, but I'm I'm peaked. Why would you pick that for you? Because you're not in the jungle. Look to the because, jungle, baby. <laughs> I don't know. You know, this is rapid fire. I was just saying, but <laughs> I but, didn't give it any thought. Quicksand. It's like you're going down. You know, there's been a lot of times in my life when when oh, I've just been struggling yeah, to get yeah, out. Yeah, and that makes it's sense. A, it's it's not a it's an ongoing thing. You're yeah, always. Yeah. I see that. Huh. All right. When you were a child, what scared the shit out of you the most? The exorcist. Did it really? It traumatized me. You don't like peas? No. <laughs> I still don't like peas, but it's uh, it's one of those uh, that uh, it's still scary now because it was scary then and just yeah. the whole... Yeah, just the yeah. whole thought of being possessed, and there's so much dogma in that movie. Yeah, it's just like what, yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that scared that scared the hell out of me, uh, and and and, uh, and hell scared me because my sister said that it was like burning your finger, but you'll have that all over you forever and an eternity. And she scared the goddamn hell out of me. How much, how much older is she than you? Uh, I think. About six years. Yeah, that's rough. My brother is six years older than me, and it's yeah. This is this is our connection right here. Yeah. We're, we're both younger, so we both got traumatized so often. Yeah, <laughs> right. Chained up, but, beat. But yeah, but definitely, definitely The Exorcist. Wow, that's good. Can you watch it now? Yeah, but it's still free. Even though I'm, it's like I don't. Right. I don't believe, right. it, it, but it's still scary because it's still I can still put myself in that. It still gives me chills sometimes. Yeah, certain yeah. scenes and yeah. certain stuff, and it's just like, oh god, yeah. you know, that's cool. Nice. Uh, Rapid fire. Did uh, did I tell you what happened to me? Uh, we kind of talked about it just for a second there in the beginning. Um, I don't want to give away a whole lot because I, I don't want to pick on our local sheriff at all. Um, but you, the, maybe I wasn't clear when I. I don't know how much I talked about in the beginning because it's I'm starting to black out a little bit as far as what I talked about. Um, Lisa and I, when we it seems like every time we plan something, we have a a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I got to give this little story. I'm gonna I'm gonna 
blow through it pretty quick. This is kind of my rapid fire for what happened to me over the weekend. So I went to work. Well, we had we had uh, doctor appointments Friday, mm-hmm. so I was already tired. Went to work, did my thing, came home. I usually get home around twelve thirty ish, and she was already in bed because we had planned this road trip to uh, Blackwater Falls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's hard for me to be in asleep by four. Right. So I was really anxious about hurry up and getting home, get to bed. I got this routine. I got to I got to change my routine because she relies on me to drive the car. Right. That's my only job: drive the damn car, get us where she wants to see it, drive home safely, and you know, make sure the dog doesn't have a moment before we get home. So. I sit down, I turn on Neil deGrasse Tyson Cosmos. Cosmos with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I love that show. Oh, yeah, it it goes over a lot of stuff. So I'm watching it. I'm drinking a couple of beers. And we routinely leave our vestibule to the house unlocked. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a porch area. It's like a... Uh, sorry for the close over there. But... Um, kind of a, a four foot by uh, 12 foot area where people could just walk right in and knock on the front door. Now we have a sign out front on the screen door that says use the back door. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect anybody to ever be there. Right. So I'm watching TV 10 feet away from this door, 1.30, 1.45 in the morning. Dude starts pounding on my front door. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so I get up, I shine my little, I, I, I flip the light on on my my smartphone and I'm thinking to myself, dude's got car trouble or something. Right. You know, he needs help. And I said, go to the back door. Cause I didn't want to open the front door. Right. Yeah. And I knew if I walked the back door, I could at least pick up a gun. Right. <laughs> get the dog under control. Cause even the dog was like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. So we went to the back door. I'm holding him in my left hand. I got a Glock in my pocket. And, and I one op- hand is playing a piano. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, and we'll just say nine millimeter in my pocket. And I open the door and dude's got gang tattoos all over his neck. And he's Hispanic. Not not common in my area. Right, right. I need to say. Not picking on Hispanics. That's not where I'm going with this. Not common out here in the sticks. Right. And this dude had to, there's no car. Right. There's no car in my driveway. Nothing going on. Where in the hell did this guy come from? And he's he's terrified. Like something happened to him. That's what I felt like. He's like, I've been abduct- abducted. Like, uh, what? He said that to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking aliens, whatever. <laughs> so uh, I said, uh, dude, are, are you okay? He said, I need to use your phone. No, that's not going to happen. Well, can you log into my Facebook account? Nope, that's not going to happen. Oh, I, I need I need to talk to somebody. I need to come inside. So again, I got Loki, right. my dog, holding him in my uh, right hand by his collar. Right. So I don't. For those listening, my my dog, um, he's a big boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he, he's not barking yet. He does what he wants. He right. He's not barking. Guy. He's not barking at all. Right. Because I got a hold of him and he he knows better. And this guy this guy lunged at me. Are you serious? Yeah. Getting ready to come in the house. Lo, Loki went. Berserk. Oh, I bet. And really dark, mean. He's he's got the meanest bark when, really? when you let him. And he's got that look, you know, like like he's evil, and yellow eyes and big gray dog. 
He's he, he's about for those listening. He's he's about forty inches at the shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't I don't even have to bend down. I'm just holding onto his neck. You know, and his his collar. Guy backed up. I pulled the Glock out. And I was like, uh, no, it's not going to happen, dude. I can't let you in the house. I need to know what's going on. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm afraid I'm, go- I'm going to get killed. I'm di- I'm going to die. They had me abducted in the garage. I was all chained up. And uh, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, right. It's like I'm thinking to myself, God damn, I just wanted to go to bed right. and take my wife on our anniversary drive. And uh, I'm going to try not to fill this up with too much nonsense here on the show, but... Uh, I finally got it down to where he was. He was trying to explain to me that he he just needed to use the phone. I said that's, that's not going to happen. Well, then his story started shifting a little bit each time, and for me, that's usually an indicator there's a lie. Right. He's giving me just enough of the truth to get help, but he's lying because he wants to hide something from me. Right. And that was pissing me off bad. And at I was four o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning. I was drinking already. Dog wanted to eat him. I got 9,000 acres of woods. I was ready to fucking bury the guy, right? I was like, get the hell out of here. Right. I went at him. I was like, dude, don't ever come at me like that again. And I, I kind of went at him a little bit. And uh, I said, I'm calling the sheriff. That's it. No, don't call the sheriff. Don't call the sheriff. He was like all over if that. If you've been abducted, that's what you want. Man. Exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, do you have car trouble? No, no. I was, I was locked up in their garage for hours. I couldn't get out. You know, of course, wife's in bed. She wasn't hearing any of this yet. He takes off down the driveway like I was going to kill him because I kind of was. <laughs> I was ready to shoot him in the foot anyway. Right. And I made sure one was in the chamber. I was all ready to go. I really was. I didn't know what was going on. He takes off down the driveway. I call the sheriff. They took down my information. It was a little bit weird because they acted like they were shocked by it. Oh, he was abduct- abducted, was he? Okay, <laughs> who are you? And I was... <laughs> Right. I was like, dude, this is what he's telling me. He's, he's Hispanic. He's wearing uh, a gray and red um, pullover with a hood. And, you know, I, I don't know where he came from. I don't see a car. And I could hear the sheriff in the background from the dispatcher saying, well, that's not going to help me. Where are you? So I, I gave him an address. She gave him the address back incorrectly. And I was like, no, that's not my address. It's the address I told you. Here it is again. And I went inside and grabbed my flashlight. Went back out with the dog. I let him lose. Like, fuck it. Find him. You know, get this guy in my woods, yeah. please. Uh, something's not right here because there's no car out front. And people got to keep in mind, you don't have foot traffic here. This is, you're out in an area. Oh, yeah, yeah, no- definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably need to make that clear. We're, yeah. we're 300 feet off the highway and we're on a major highway. People just don't stop here and exactly. show up. And I'm walking around the yard with my mag light flashlight, one of them great big, you know, four foot long, takes 14 One of the ones that the state troopers use to hit you in the face with. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly the one. And I'm looking through the woods. I'm looking for things. I got my my uh, my Glock on me, and I'm 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 ready to fire. Now, keep in mind, we got we got shotguns in the house, AR-15, uh, the, the good ones, the 7.62 version. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, I'm ready to go to battle. And this dude's, running amok. I don't know where he is. So what happens? Well, 30 minutes later, still no sheriff. Oh, well, that makes sure. And I was good. told they were en route. Right? So I'm thinking, holy hell. I can't I can't rely on anybody. Right. So I had the wife call. So the wife calls. They said, yeah, he's still en route. En route from where? Columbus? I, I know, I right? Know. Right. 
So as the conversation went on, she keeps coming outside. I keep telling her to go back inside. I don't want to shoot her. And uh, they start questioning her like she's a drug buyer. Come to find out, because the, the sheriff told me eventually after he realized who we were, this dude's got multiple felony warrants, right? They caught him? Yeah, they caught him on the house. That's why they didn't come to the house. They they caught him and took him back and processed him. And they were going to come back to us later in the night to do a statement. We were like, we got plans. Right. You know, this guy just showed up in our life and you guys are fucking this all up. Right. You know? And or at least part, call somebody part, and let yeah, them know, hey, yeah, we picked exactly. him up. You don't have to be worried. Exactly. Did, yeah. What a uh, breakdown. Pardon my language. I'm, I'm getting a little bit wound up about it. But um, from multiple counties over. Huh. So he also got transported. So finally I was explaining. So he was, he basically what happened, he was dro- he's a drug dealer. He was here to buy drugs or sell drugs. And it was a drug deal gone bad. He went down the highway several, uh, I'm going to say probably a quarter mile and was hiding because they did lock him up. Wow. <laughs> he was abducted technically. Wow. Uh, they were taking him for everything he had, all his money, all his stuff. He was coming here for help, and I wasn't going to give it because I realized there was something wrong right. with the problem. Um, Holy hell, man. Yeah, and it just it got out, out of hand. I told the told the sheriff, I was like, hey, are we in danger here? Well, the guy's got multiple warrants for felony charges, and uh, yeah, we've been looking for him for a long time, and he, he's in another county. He's he's going to prison. Don't worry about it. He won't be back out tonight. <laughs> You know, and I said, that's that's not good enough. You know, um, my wife's not well. Uh, I'm, I'm gone a lot. Um, yeah. And I told him, I told the sheriff flat out. I said, next time that I see that face, I'm shooting him. I'm, I'm going to ask. It'll be like, boom, that's it. Sorry. Good good life to you. Whatever. And literally, sheriff looked, on the phone said, um, if you're protecting your house, I can't say anything about it. He goes, I would recommend that guy never show up at your house again. Right. And I said, well, what about the buyers? Oh, don't worry about them. Uh, we know who they are. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to let them know. You know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. The buyers blah. slash abductors. Yeah, so. yeah, right. So, you know, uh, I loaded up the AR-15, the shotgun, the Glock, the 9 millimeter. You only got two arms. You can only shoot two at a time. Just That's all right. Know. I won't run out of ammo. <laughs> so... I, I put everything, I slept on the couch because I didn't want anybody coming right. to the house. And I slept on the couch and uh, we got up and took off on our little adventure. So, At least you didn't let that get in your way. It, no, it wasn't. Of course, we came home thinking, you know, we probably should check the house out and stuff like that. But, wow. uh, you know, such is the life of living where we live and uh, all that jazz. I but, did not know none of that happened. You yeah. kept this all from me. Yeah, I kept it all from a lot of people. I shared a lot more on uh, a Discord server that we're part of, but... Uh, I do want to say, anybody listening, say every time we do a, uh, a recording day, because our, our show airs on a Thursday, either first, third, and sometimes fifth uh, Thursday of the month. Yep. Um, on that Sunday that we record, like today, I plan to do a live Instagram, um, kind of a pre-show you know, sit with me and have a drink and we'll talk about some shit and drink a little bit and yeah. all that. About 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Really depends on who shows up. Um, so if you want to do that, it's the All Walks of Art podcast on Instagram. Uh, so all it's all underscore in between where you'd normally have a space. It's an underscore, but All Walks of Art podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'd love for you to follow us there. And... Wow. 
basically just uh, do or do uh, you know pop in there and, and do your thing. I may do it even every Sunday. I don't know. It gives me an opportunity to drink, <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, Paul, uh, I'm about to go I, get I just, some chicken wings. I, man. I really appreciate everything. Uh, we're we're kind of bantering here a little bit too much. Um, It'd be all right. We are at the end of the show, so I want to tell everybody listening: share this episode with your friends. Subscribe if you are not already. Subscribe. I'd love for you to leave us a review. I'm thankful you shared your time with us, and I hope you become a regular. Paul, Hell thank yeah. you for dropping in. To thank you. Have a drink with me. Hell yeah! Thanks and, for the wine. Yeah, it was. Really, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I'm gonna buy some. Very good. Until next time, may your drinks be tasty and your muse be thirsty. Paul, cheers to you, brother. Cheers to you. We'll see you. Happy next Halloween. Time. Yeah, happy Halloween. See you guys. <laughs>